0: I can just picture now a huddling of the scouts and the brass and everybody involved in the NFL draft process saying to each other, pledging to each other, do not let sentiment enter the equation. And then it does anyway. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates where you found this. That was my way of saying I'm watching Joey Porter Jr. in front of a roomful of reporters at the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. And I'm looking at him and I'm listening to him. And I see and hear the resemblance to his old man. And I think about all the connections, not just that people don't realize how tight Mike Tomlin and the elder Porter have always been how tight their kids have been between Joey junior and Dino Tomlin. The bond is really something and setting aside or trying to set aside the sappy component to this, there is a plus in the equation to knowing someone like this. And that is that all that work, all that diligence and sneaking behind the scenes and talking to their girlfriends and their buddies and all the other stuff that scouts have to do to attempt to assess the character of a prospect in which They're about to invest millions of dollars, uh, untold draft capital. All of that just goes right out the window. It's like magic. You don't have to do a thing. Your head coach knows the kid, knows him really, really well. Has known him for pretty much all his life. So no, it shouldn't have surprised absolutely anyone. That the kid answered this way when he was asked at the combine podium about the possibility of being taken by the Steelers uh i think it would probably mean a lot for me and my family i've uh, been in the pittsburgh area for a little bit now so staying at home would I mean a lot but good for him he went on to be all diplomatic and even when somebody asked would you know would you have an issue with playing for the ravens because of your history with the steelers would you have an issue with playing for the patriots he went through and said all kinds of good things and how it would be a blessing to go here or there or wherever But these are also the things that athletes are advised to say. You do want these traits. These are not things to be ignored whenever figuring this whole thing out. However, however, you do also want this to be the best player on your board at number 17. If in fact, 17 is where you would choose to take the young man meaning 17 or 32. He's not lasting past that. And almost every board out there, every set of rankings everywhere, independent of mocks, because mocks have to incorporate what a team wants, what a team needs. You're not going to be sending a quarterback, for example, in a good mock to a team that's already got Patrick Mahomes. Okay. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Every last one of these has Porter in that range, meaning in that 17 range. He is seen as the best corner. Not universally, but mostly in the draft. He said himself yesterday that he sees himself as the best corner. And you know what? He just might be. And that in addition to being one of the best overall football players. If you go over his time at Penn State, what you're going to find is something of an Ike Taylor bio to him. He had For those of you who don't know this, this is going to floor you. He had one, one career interception with the Nittany Lions. So he was not someone who was getting his hands on the ball in the way that you'd like for a defense that gets aggressive and pushes a lot of takeaways. But he was all over the player. He was all over the football as it applied to keeping the player from catching the football that was ike that was very much ike oh my goodness if ike had hands ike would have been first ballot canton he didn't he made the very best of what he did have this young man is 6'2 he can fly he's got long arms he's got unteachable traits meaning the physical component. In fact, he actually seemed to get a little bit defensive at times yesterday whenever it was brought up about all of his physical talents. He was like, hey, you know, I, I can do other things too. I'm not just, you know, this, this guy who's who's big and, you know, who can run and everything else here. He wanted to accentuate more than anything else his speed, his dexterity, and his understanding of playing the position. And I'm not going to lie, with every additional syllable, I'm sitting there going, oh, Yeah. Okay. Well, why wouldn't you do this? I know. I know. There are other needs. There are other significant needs, room-wide needs, like with the defensive line and to a lesser extent, the offensive line. And for sure, the Steelers need to address those or at least begin addressing those in some form, especially the D-line. Uh, that was another message that came out of the combine loud and clear yesterday was that the linemen are meeting with the Steelers left and right. They're looking hard. There are players who actually look and sound a little bit like Stefan it, who I brought up on yesterday's show. And that would be something that would be too good to to pass up. But man, don't leave this one out. This team hasn't had, well, I shouldn't say that Joe Hayden was external, so I almost kind of put want to put him off to the side, but Hayden was the one and only impact corner this team's had for close to a decade now, and that's not okay. That's not okay. Uh, it's all right to build from that position, and it's doubly all right to build from that position if it's someone of porter's pedigree of porter's background and let's remember too that he's got the size and everything else to be able to slide to safety if for whatever reason either corner didn't work out i would imagine that it would or if he just aged into it the way we've seen with other guys i'm telling you i'm i am right there i am right there. I'm so easy. I'm such a sap. I'm sorry. <laughs> when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Yancey Jenkins who wants to jump in on that same defensive line conversation from yesterday I just referenced. Yancey asks, DK, do you think Isaiah Loudermilk is going to turn the corner. Can he fill that role? Uh, you know, Loudermilk is a tough one because, on one hand, there's what you see of him, which is seldom spectacular to be kind. Uh, he has the physical strength. He has the versatility to do different things on the D line, but he is still principally labeled, and I think fairly, a run stopper more than anything else. So when you're talking about, as long as I keep bringing him up, a to it type. What you're really talking about is someone who can do everything. You're talking about someone who can stop the run, but also as needed, get back to the quarterback, devour things up front, the way Steph did. I don't get that sense with Louder Milk. However, however, if it sounds like I'm hedging on this, on burying him or whatever, it's because I remember the unbridled joy that was being shared by Kevin Colbert specifically when they were able to get him i quote directly when you have a chance to get an isaiah Loudermilk, you're gonna go get him and remember there was a little bit of a trade to make sure that that happened that is not something in all the years of post draft press conferences involving Colbert and Tomlin, that I can recall hearing either of them say, when you have a chance to go get ah, uh, like louder milk had become an adjective. Okay. That's how strongly they felt. Now, understanding that there's context, they felt strongly about him where he was at that point late in the draft. But that also tells me that they had him. Much higher on their board. Now, did they swing and miss? Possibly. Sure, that happens all the time. But they felt that way. Now, what probably shouldn't be considered a plus in Loudermilk's column is that late in the season, when the Steelers really needed to beef up the D-line and they needed to do some of those gimmicky things that I referenced on yesterday's show, Rather than utilizing Loudermilk, they turned to DeMarvin Leal. They turned to Mark Robinson. Now, there was a specific reason for that. They were looking for guys with some really significant dynamic closing ability to make sure that they took care of the Ravens' running game overall. But if you're Loudermilk, especially amid a season where you weren't getting a helmet a lot of the time, eh, you know? Not great. I appreciate the question. I don't think he's the answer is is what I've got for you right now. Things can change. He's still young, but he's not getting younger. This is going to be his third season, and he needs to start making a literal impact on the football field. Let's do this again on Monday. Thanks so much for listening to Daily Shot of Steelers.